This is HPR episode 1764 entitled Introduction to Road Class Linux. It is hosted by Frank Bell and is about 17 minutes long. The summary is Road Class Linux is a specialty distribution of Linux for playing the old games. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello, this is Frank Bell. Today I want to talk about a special purpose Linux distribution called Rogue Class Linux. Rogue Class describes itself as a toy Linux distribution for playing games and reading books. It features turn-based games such as puzzles and rogue-like games. And it gets the name Rogue Class from the idea of the rogue-like games. Now, I've never been much of a gamer. I watched my son play games, uh, both of them. They're a few years apart. The older boy grew up when video caves at the mall were still a thing. And then when we got a computer, he loved himself some computer games. He particularly favored strategy games, such as, say, Civilization. He liked war games, but he liked the ones where the strategy was more important than the shooting, whereas my younger boy pretty much liked first-person shooters. Those were the kinds of games that uh, he would go to, whereas my younger boy pretty much liked first-person shooters, Duke Nukem and others that I can't remember the name of. I watched how much effort they put into becoming good at the games and beating the levels and progressing, and I realized I had too much real life to get good at those games. So I never really have been much of a computer gamer, unless you count Double Canfield Solitaire in the Pysol Fan Club package which is a two-deck solitaire game where strategy actually does influence the outcome. So, how did I get interested in Rogue Class Linux? I ran across a post at linuxquestions.org which mentioned that it had a Sherlock Holmes mystery book called Murder at the Diogenes Club. And I remember my kids using the Choose Your Own Endings book where depending on the choice you made on page 85, it might send you to page 43 or to page 22 for the next step. And although I'm not much of a gamer, I am very much a Sherlockian. I've read the canon numerous times. I have several biographies of Holmes. The copy of the Sherlock Holmes scrapbook is staring at me from the bookshelf right now. 
I've got the annotated Sherlock Holmes by William S. Baring Gould, which, if you like Sherlock Holmes, is a must-have. So that piqued my interest. So I went looking for Rogue Class Linux. The website, of course, will be in the show notes. It's Rogue Class. Let me check my notes here. Rustle the paper lively so everyone knows I'm checking my notes. RogueClass.org. It's heavily based on Slackware. I have it loaded up in VirtualBox. It's really designed to be run in a VM or possibly in some kind of kiosk mode and is highly specialized. Now, before going farther, what is a rogue class game? You know, not being a gamer, I had no idea. So here are, here's a description taken from a link, link provided at the rogue class website. That rogue class games focus on tactical play. The unit of action is based on the individual adventurer. It's not twitch-oriented, their word, not mine, like Quake, rewarding reflexes and well-trained actions, nor is it strategy-oriented like Civilization or Warcraft. It's based in hack and slash. It's not really about plot development or telling a story. The game is about killing things and acquiring treasure. And again, I remember my older boy looking at his collection of hit points and how many, how much of this and how much of that he had with some of the games he played. They are random games. A roguelike is a dungeon crawler where no two games can be the same. There's variability. You might get different maps, different patterns as you play different games. Another characterization is permadeath. When you die, you die. You can't restore from a saved game. Also, complex interactions of properties. While the commands are simple, the potential interactions are not. This writer's favorite example is equipping a silver ring as a weapon in order to damage a creature vulnerable to silver, but not one's other weapons. There's an editor comment here that this matches what he calls the hack branch, hack being one of these games, of the roguelike games, but not the Eingband branch, Eingband being another one of these games. And the last characterization that uh, this description includes is steamrolling monsters. In other words, if a monster is in your way and you are stronger than it, you can simply plow right through it and it won't affect you, you won't notice it. Rogue Class Linux comes on in two CD star.iso images. One of the neat things I learned when I was installing this in VirtualBox was how to use the machine item on the VirtualBox menu to eject the first CD ISO and load the second CD ISO. The second CD is just more games. If you just want to play some games, the first CD is the only one you need. When you first boot up, it boots to the system menu. And that includes items for the joystick setup, your mouse setup, network, clock, audio display, and so on. I did find in both the instances I've installed this on two different machines that 
it did not automatically configure the network. I had to actually go into the network setup item on the system menu and tell it to connect to the wired network, or in this case, VirtualBox's NAT connection. The navigation I find with the mouse in both my installations can be a little flaky, especially around the edges of the VirtualBox screen. But the navigation using the arrow keys and the enter key is extremely reliable. So I just scroll down to the end of the system setup menu to the item back to the main menu. And there you have favorites, which is empty unless you add a game to it. The games, uh, item for apps, and back to the system menu. So we'll take a quick look at what's included under apps. And in there are various manuals, a file manager, a web browser. The default web browser is Blinks, L-I-N-K-S. There's a text-to-speech, which I have not tested. An IRC client, again, I have not tested it. A screenshot item and the command, command prompt and a VNC item and a place where you can look at your user-installed apps. For the VNC item, if you open it up, it's a uh, place where you can enter a VNC server or address. And I click cancel out of there. There are several different command prompts, none of which are the common command prompts. There's uh, SDL term, VIN term, FBCon, and even DOSBox, as some of these games actually run under DOSBox. So let's navigate back to the main menu and get to the important thing. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about the games. If you're interested in these, you'll be able to figure it out pretty nicely yourself. But just to give an idea of what some of the games are, I'll just read some from the menu. There's Atom, which I'd never heard of. Eingband, which I had. A D&D game. Something called Fargo. There's also GNU Chess. And we'll take a look at the GNU Chess. And I can run it. And what I'm not saying, it doesn't seem to be a way to uh, play interactively with other players. That's what I was curious about. And Escape takes me back. Just to look at the menu for under GNU Chess. There's a menu, to, there's an item to run the game. There's an item for documentation. And there's an item to add it to your favorites. Sometimes, in addition to the documentation item, there might be a fourth item for manuals, depending on what kind of documentation is available for that game. But that's a fairly typical arrangement of any one of the menus for any game. Let's see, other games, Hydra Slayer, one called Ivan, Last Rogue, the original Rogue, Mind Band, which is like Einband. The one I was particularly in, the uh, Sherlock Holmes, is under the menu item Sfrots. Sfrots is the Sfrots Z Machine Interpreter, and that's what runs the game books. One game book that comes with it, there's uh, Z Rogue, and there's Murder at the Diogenes Club, and some links where you can find additional games. 
And this particular menu item, sprots, actually opens in links in the links browser. So I go to file and exit to get back to the main menu. One other item I want to mention in particular, there's an item called puzzles. And when you get in there, there's a whole load of puzzles, most of which are things you're, you're familiar with. They may have different names, but they're very similar to puzzles you might have played with if you played you know, GNOME games or KDE games or even certain Windows games. There's uh, uh, Minesweeper type games. There's a slide the little squares around type of game. There's a snake type of game, but a whole bunch of them. If you like puzzles, this, this will keep you busy for quite a while. So that's it. That's a little introduction to Rogue Class. The website's pretty straightforward. There is a forum. Uh, they have a, a forum hosted at linuxquestions.org. The link for the forum will be in the show notes. And there is a post at that forum, which if you want to see a diagram or a graphic illustrating the different graphical subsystems that are used in Rogue Class Linux, uh, you can follow that link and see the representation of all the different graphical subsystems that the distro maintainer has put in here. And now to get out of this, I'll simply paste down to the end of the games menu, go back to the main menu, go back to system, and go to shutdown, and I will select power off. If you like the old games... The ones that people played before all the fancy color and movement stuff came along, you really would want to give Rogue Class a try. I gave a short presentation on Rogue Class, just, you know, here it is and this is what it looks like to my log, and the conversation quickly went to my fellow attendees reminiscing about how much time they had spent playing this game or that game. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.